It's been good. It's, it has been too long, man. It has Dude. been way too long. It yeah. feels like a lifetime has happened since, yeah. <laughs> since uh, what was it, January when yeah. we last sat down together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would have been January 20... Oh, yeah, last year, January. Yeah, 2020. 2020. Wow, yeah. fuck. Yeah, it's been... It, it doesn't... It feels that... It feels like twice as long as that, and it feels half as long as that. It does. Uh, yeah. It, it does, and I uh, totally understand what you mean, mm-hmm. you know, but... Yeah. <laughs> so saying. why we're here. Yeah. You know, we, uh, you know, we talked, um, been hanging out a little bit past couple of week and you, uh, you revealed to me that you have a new hobby. So yes, yes. you are um, a ghost hunter now. Uh, amateur. Ghost amateur hunter. ghost hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put a lot of emphasis on the word amateur. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, uh, probably one of the things that, um, came out of, of quarantine, was um, I've always had an interest in and in, you know supernatural and Bigfoot and UFOs and all you know sure. all that wacky stuff, and after watching so many ghost hunting uh, videos on YouTube, I got to doing a little research on what it would take to actually do it yourself and get the equipment. And if it wasn't a big investment, um, I was like, you know, the city is empty. Yeah, there's plenty of uh, places I can go without having to, you know, be around people and still be safe. So I just slowly started uh, accumulating a few pieces here and there and uh, going out and just, you know, test driving and see how it felt. And for the most part, I've just done cemeteries around, around, you know, Savannah. And I've learned to use my equipment. And, you know, sometimes you get some interesting feedback and sometimes you don't get anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I had learned and I had to tell people that when they want to go with me, is you know this is a, a a hobby of patience, right? Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not like uh, I don't, I'm not going to throw any names out there, but there are shows on television that do the same kind of thing, and and they do a lot of creative editing, sure, to oh, make it look like. Are every... doing some sci-fi channel beef? Oh, no. Are we starting some shit? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Calling you out. Sci-fi. I, I, did, I didn't want to <laughs> mention any any show by name. You know, definitely not a show that that hunts ghosts and has adventures. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but but, but yeah. <laughs> you're, it's 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 not as you're not going to get this stuff and go to a spot and just because people say it's haunted, you're not going to get you're not going to get the same experience as what's portrayed. Exactly, on the and I'm so. I'm not saying that that you know it's what they're doing is fake. I mean, but um, if you ever want to you know watch those kind of things, there's some really good uh, channels on YouTube that aren't relying on network dollars. Mm-hmm. It's just people who really want to do it, and um, those are the ones that influence me to do it. And and a lot of these guys have videos where literally nothing happens. Right, and they'll even edit their videos down to just the quote exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's just nothing happens. Mm-hmm. But they're honest about it, and they're like, you know, this is what real ghost hunting is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just here all night, and you might hear like a bump, and that's it. And even then, you don't know if that was you know, <laughs> you know a mm-hmm. raccoon or a spirit. So, so what are some of the cemeteries you've been to so far? Um, I have done Colonial Cemetery downtown okay. a lot, and with some of the equipment that I use. And it really surprised me, and I'll get into that, but that is a very active cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, with some of my equipment, you know, you turn it on, and 
you know, it picks up voices and, and things like that. And it just immediately started picking up several voices. And I thought that was the norm. And then I would watch these ghost hunting videos where these people are using the same equipment and they would turn their equipment on and they would get like one voice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm getting like 10 voices right off the bat. Oh, wow. So I learned after a few trips at Colonial to um, try to figure out how to, how to listen to my equipment and mm-hmm. use my equipment and also how to communicate or try to communicate with whatever was out there. Because mm-hmm. I, I learned uh, one ghost hunter was like, you know, don't treat these spirits like they're some kind of like circus act or something. Right. You know, you got to keep in mind if you do come across something that that used to be a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not stupid. Right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't need to talk to them like like it's a pet or something. Sure. Okay. And, and if you come in there, if you if you're a condescending ghost hunter, you're not going to get any ghosts. <laughs> and that's an actual real thing. I mean, so you can hurt ghost feelings. Yeah, you can make them mad, and they'll just they don't. And the thing is, they don't have to talk to you. Really? They don't have to do anything. Right, sure. I mean, just like a, a human being. Uh, this might be an odd question, but do they have a memory? So, like, in the sense of, like, let's say you were being condescending and you went out one night and you were just, they didn't they didn't want to interact with you. Would they remember you if you went back the next night? Is I don't. From what I've gathered, not only from my experience, but from legit, you know, videos, they do remember you. Interesting. Yes. And, you know, they know you know, your, the attitude you had and they can, they can sense your, your attitude, you know, like, like a human can, like if you, you meet somebody and you can just tell right off the bat that it's someone that you're either going to enjoy being around or you, you already hate them and they haven't even opened their mouth yet. Like, so they have intuition. Yeah. 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 I mean, they have all the, the mental senses that you have as a human being. They just, you know, can't just like show up like it's not like the movies where all of a sudden you know get casper or you know something silly like that a lot of them can't even materialize ever Mm. and the thing is from the research a lot of them don't realize that they can't materialize they don't know that you can't see them or hear them they speak um on different frequencies so they could be talking to you and you can't hear it and that's where like the the ghost box comes in the spirit box Interesting. And so there's like different levels of consciousness mm-hmm. within individual spirits. Yeah. That's interesting. And there are different types of spirits. There are, uh, everyone's sort of poltergeists, mm. and they're the ones you don't see them, but they're able to move things around. Okay. And that's a specific type of spirit. And then there's other spirits where you can, you know, every once in a while physically like see the shape of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are some that you can't uh, see at all, but you can hear them. And there are some that have the you know ability to like knock on the table. That was me, or you know, <laughs> what, what was the that? Studio is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> we got to play it up for the camera. <gasps> yeah, yeah. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. We'll fix that in editing. But um, yeah. And then there are some that um, they're called shadow people, and that's basically what it is. It looks like a, a full fleshed out shadow. That's creepy. And I think that's the creepiest one. <laughs> those are the creepiest ones. And through research, they've discovered that shadow people are actually very, very harmless. Okay. They're just they're just scary. I've never actually seen a shadow person, but I've seen videos where people will, you know, all of a sudden a shadow person walks by and, and I can imagine it would just scare you straight out of the room, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But they're more curious than anything. You'll see them always like peeping around a a door. Dude, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, the poltergeists are usually the ones that, um, they're more of a nuisance. 
like ghosts can be pesky. They're like they're kind of like uh, tricksters. Yeah. Okay. And they and they will. I mean, they're just like us. Like you know, they want to annoy you or pick on you or you know. Yeah, yeah. They'll do stuff like that. They're like cats. They want to knock shit off the shelf. Yeah, worse because you know you can't shoo them away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, and you know, to me, the, the poltergeist is is probably the scariest because you can't see it, you can't hear it, and then all of a sudden it's just doing things. Yeah. The unpredictability of them mm-hmm. is what makes them. Scary. All right, so what? Um, kind of breaking up the different classifications. What's like? So in the same way that they, there's like a level, there's levels to their consciousness. There's also got to be like some sort of levels to their like, um, malicious intent. Mm-hmm. Like some are just like I guess just like people. Like some died in not so good a place, and so they're just straight up, you know, jerks or even wishing to do harm and then there's mm-hmm. some that are just simply don't know they're dead and they're just doing what they did in life yeah i mean okay. some are, are quite malevolent some are even almost demonic and through some research that i've watched some are actually you know demons if you believe in that but and some of them actually know that they're evil okay and some of you know and a lot of the spirits they do know that they're dead and uh, some of them don't know they're dead oh, okay okay yeah it's yeah, yeah. and and Again, going back to the consciousness, they, mm-hmm. they, there's even a, sometimes a lack of self-awareness yeah. in, co- in their consciousness. That's mm-hmm. interesting. And some of them are they're either trapped in you know, where they died, or some of them are they will attach themselves to items, mm-hmm. or they'll attach themselves to people. It all depends. Like, and, you know, of course, there's no way that science could, quote-unquote, prove the different levels of them there's so much that we don't know about it because it's you're trying to examine something that may or may not be there and is for the most part completely invisible right and very very hard to communicate with Mm -hmm. i mean some of them will actually they can you can hear them speak it's almost like a whisper in your ear but not all of them Mm -hmm. which is where the like the spirit boxes come in which basically and i showed you the spirit box um what it does is it uses uh, radio waves. It's basically a radio. Okay. It's got an FM channel and an AM channel. Mm-hmm. And what it does, it will sweep through all the channels at certain speeds, and that's the frequency that they can communicate on. And you can either I run mine in reverse because mm-hmm. it gets a better a better sound, and you'll hear voices come through. Mm-hmm. But you have to be careful because you're also going to sometimes pick up radio waves. So <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So you, you might be thinking you're talking to a ghost and you're really talking to you know the morning DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but it, those actually work really well and you will pick up things, and you still have to like I'll record them, and I'll still have to go back with like headphones, and really listen mm-hmm. as to what I've gotten. And we've had um, I've gotten a lot. Me and uh, me and Trish actually did Bonaventure one day. The only ghost hunting she ever went on with me, mm-hmm. and the last one. <laughs> Did y'all ride your bikes out there? Uh, no, because we uh, I was carrying stuff, and uh, we yeah. just we we just took an Uber out because it was yeah, that, yeah. We okay. didn't know how long we were gonna be out there. Yeah, yeah. And, and we also took wine, so <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, that, but that one was enough for her. That was enough for her. Was it because y'all picked up a bunch of stuff? Yes, it scared her. Yes, okay. It freaked her out, which I, I get it. I mean, there there'll be times when I'm in one of the cemeteries doing something, and. You know, I'm not like the most brave person in the world. Some of this stuff still freaks me out. So yeah. it's, you know, but I'll you know, be running my equipment or something or filming and try to communicate and I'll just get a chill 
all the way up my back, just out of nowhere. And it's even more weird when I, I did a lot during the summer and, you know, summer's in Savannah when it's 110 degrees outside mm-hmm. and you get a chill up your back. Yeah. It's like, okay, something's here. But I would go through, I would ask, you know, simple questions and that's what freaked Trish out is I would ask simple questions like, um, you know, you always ask their name if they want to give you mm-hmm. their name and we'll get names. And then I would say like, um, okay, what do I look like? And sometimes they would like name the color of my hat. I would um, usually have like a red cup in my hand and I'd say, what's in my hand? And I swear to you one time someone said red cup. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Well, now, now, now we're in a different level here. <laughs> That's freaky. And, Damn. and sometimes you won't get anything. It'll be completely right. incoherent. Yeah. But, but yeah, we were walking um, by some headstones and I had the spirit box running and we heard the name of one of the tombstones in front of us. They called out their name. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, we are, we're hot here. We're, 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 we got something. Uh-huh. So, of course, me, I just kept like, oh, okay, okay, who is this? You know, what happened, you know? And try to get answers, and Trish was like, "Okay." <laughs> That's why she didn't want you doing it in the house. Right, right. Yeah. And I've I've heard um, because we we have a lot of guests in our home. People have said that they've experienced things in certain parts of the house. Okay. And even Taylor, the girl that owns the house, has even said that. And so, I want to like maybe check some of the hot spots but not poke the bear too much. Right, sure, yeah. <laughs> and I discovered we have like a tiny little creepy basement. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is, this is perfect. Prime. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be, that's going to be the weekend gig. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a question. What's the likelihood of, you, you were talking about how these, some of these spirits can attach themselves to objects or people. Like mm-hmm. if you were to go and like, not necessarily like disturb something to the point where you like, you took something that you shouldn't have, but you just you go on one of these walks, you find something. Is there any chance that one of these things can like follow you home? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that freaks me out. I actually have a, a very interesting story to go along with that, but um, yeah, they'll um they'll attach themselves to something, and like if you go to like an abandoned house or building and you do one of these things, and one of the very very most important things is if you touch something, you put it right back where you found it. Okay. And that is just, you know, also just, you know, you don't want to be a thief, but sure, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't disturb anything. And one of the reasons why I like uh, Colonial Cemetery is so active is a lot, and a lot of people know this, but during the Civil War, Union soldiers camped out in that cemetery. Yep. And to escape the cold, they would open the crypts, yep. pull the bodies out, and just throw them out. Mm-hmm. And so those. And take shit, because yeah. they, they would bury people with objects mm-hmm. and. A lot of defacing on the the cemetery. They've changed people's ages. They've changed people's mm-hmm. names, and yeah, yeah. So a lot of a lot of disruption. It's not a place of rest. No, and there and and it and it shows. Mm-hmm. And that's just and those spirits. And it's one of those things where you, they'll never be at rest. Mm-hmm. And since they don't really know, like time doesn't really work the same way for them as it does for us. Like sure. You know, it's just completely different level of time. But, but yeah, I do have an interesting story. Not to get on too far of a rant. No, please. But, let's. Let, let, this is perfect. But um, I was doing um an experiment down there uh, one day, and there's a, a a tree. It's a rumor tree called the hanging tree, mm-hmm. and for obvious reasons. 
So I was going to do my experiment under the hanging tree. And I have, an, I have this uh, camera. It's called an SLS camera. And what it does, and I'm not going to describe this well, but it, um, it can pick up like people and it, and it traces them out as like a stick figure. Mm-hmm. So like if I were to pull up my SLS camera, you would look like a stick figure. Okay. But it can also pick up things that aren't there. Like, okay. Like people use them for spirit hunting. Mm-hmm. So if I were to pan it out and if there was a spirit right there, it would show this stick figure. Interesting. And it's it's a great tool, and it's it's pretty creepy when when you use it, especially in Colonial Cemetery. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, so I was using it, and I was picking up like two figures that were probably from me, just past you, and one of them was a, a small like a child size figure, mm-hmm. and one of them was an adult size figure, and they kind of were hanging around. So I was trying to be courteous and nice, you know. You're always you know say thank you for letting me come here. I'm I'm not here to bother you, you know. Just be really nice. Mm-hmm. So I had my bicycle and it was leaned up against the hanging tree and I was just kind of around my bike. Well, the, the, the child shaped figure came over and started going like, like it wanted to go through my saddlebags on my bicycle. Mm-hmm. So of course I'm filming it and I'm talking to him or her and I'm like, you know, I was trying to get a name out of it and I don't know if I picked up anything and finally it got on my bike and I'm not kidding you. Like I've got the video, like this little stick figure is pedaling like the, the pedals weren't moving mm-hmm. but the stick figure was sitting on the seat of my bike and his little legs were moving like it was trying to pedal Dude. it was so weird and i just i was like you you like that you you can play with my bike you're fine and it was yeah. just like so anyway so i spent about two three hours there because i kept like this little kid spirit would just not leave me alone mm-hmm. and it kept wanting to get into my saddlebags well it finally got time for me to go home so Pack up everything, hop on my bike. I'm probably maybe five blocks away. The saddlebag that the, the little spirit was messing with just exploded in the middle of Bull Street. I am not kidding you. Like it was, just deteriorated. It just blew right open. And Whoa. There was nothing in there. I'd had a flashlight in there. And my first thought was the battery must have gotten too hot and, and exploded. So, but what are the chances of that? Well, well it didn't. Yeah. Because everything scattered out in the middle of the road. And actually, there was a woman that was parking her car. And she saw the whole thing and helped me gather up all my stuff. And I looked at everything that had blown out. And the flashlight was still intact. The battery was not didn't explode. There was nothing else in there that could have caused that to happen. And it just blew, like, several holes out Jeez. of my saddlebag. Did you tell her it was a ghost? I didn't really talk to her because I was so freaked <laughs> out. I was like, thank you for helping me. And she was kind of looking at me like, what, what just happened? And I'm just like, oh. You don't want to know. <laughs> So, and actually, um, when I got home, I filmed the saddlebag and told the story. I put that on one of my, uh, my YouTube videos, but yeah. And I told Trish about that and she was like, uh, uh-uh. yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't think he came home with me cause the bag blew up. So maybe he got out. I don't, I don't know what caused the bag to blow up That's so to this day. And I try to be partially skeptic about everything that I see and I hear. I think that's healthy. And I always try to debunk stuff because you'll hear things when you're out there. And, of course, I'm always like, okay, I heard something. Let me make sure it's a squirrel or a bird. And usually it is a squirrel or a bird. So I'm like, start, okay. start with the logical explanation. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Because a lot of these people, if they hear anything, automatically it's yeah. you know, it's a ghost. Well, yeah. no, it's that squirrel right there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking at you. It's not a ghost. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty freaky. That's. Yeah. So, so uh, the reason we're having this conversation, because the original plan 
for everybody listening was we were going to go ghost hunting mm -hmm. and I was really excited. Uh, this was going to be kind of the like the recap, if you will, of our ghost hunting adventure. But last night, just it's been rainy. Uh, hasn't the sun hasn't been shining enough to like kind of dry anything out. We would have been miserable out there. Yeah, so yeah. we're postponing for now. So this is like the intro because I definitely wanted to have you come in and talk about this because mm -hmm. I, I think it's fascinating. And we the the second part of this episode will be a recap of the ghost hunting adventure of John and Brennan whenever that does happen. Yes. I almost, I, now I'm kind of wishing I, like I, I haven't watched you YouTube. I haven't, we haven't really talked about it, and mm -hmm. this is the most depth we've gone into it. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of wishing I didn't, because <laughs> like <laughs> I, you know, you've talked about, so, so, you know, there's a line that happens when you tell people that you're ghost hunting, and some people are like, like that's great, they're open to it, and some people are obviously like very closed off to it. Like, mm -hmm. what? That's why are you spending your? You, there's a line that happens, and me, mm -hmm. I'm kind of nowhere in either camp i'm sort of like i'm in this grandstands like this is cool like yeah. <laughs> dude, i'm just cheering you on because mm -hmm. like i just like it when people do exciting things i don't care what it is i don't care yeah. if it's raft building i don't know why i said that but but, but still yeah that's your thing and that, i think people need a thing mm -hmm. but now that i've like i've committed <laughs> i feel like i have to go through with it but i i am <clears throat> these stories are definitely freaking me out it's it's a lot and it is like I said, not every time, but there are times when it will get very intense. And I've gone to other cemeteries and I get different vibes. And there are times where like it is very intense. Another another issue that had happened, and it might have been the same day I was under the hanging tree. When I got home, my demeanor was just absolutely horrible. I was in the worst mood. And there was absolutely no reason to be in a bad mood. I was in a horrible mood, and I just could not shake. Like I was just like almost just like angry for absolutely no reason. And I don't know if it was just the vibe that just kind of like was eating me up. But I got the next morning, I was fine. And I was like, Trish, I am so sorry. I didn't. I don't know why I was in such a horrible mood. Like all of a sudden. But it's just that will happen. You will pick up things like that. And you have to be very careful. I don't go to the hanging tree anymore. There are plenty of other spots to go that don't have such a horrible stigma attached to them. Because, you know, that's a tree where people suffered and it, right. it carries on. So, but, and with saying like people, like a lot of my friends, um, a lot of them joke with me about, about doing it. And a lot of them are like, yeah, that's kind of cool, you know. Mm -hmm. And I have one friend in particular, um, we had gone to one of the cemeteries on a, on a group bike ride. And I brought my equipment. And he was like, okay, we're here. Show me a ghost. And I had explained, it's like, well, that's not how it happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I could just do that, I'd be a millionaire right now. Right, right. But it's just like, you can't just do that. I can't just say, okay, ghost, everybody line up. You know, <laughs> it's like, we might not see or hear anything. It's just, it doesn't work that it's way. It's like fishing. Yeah. It's a, yeah. That is probably the best analogy is, it's just like fishing. Mm-hmm. You could pick the best spot, best time of day, and still not mm -mm. have a bite. Is would you say then that where you're at now, it's more, it's 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 much more worth going with no activity for longer than going to a spot that's like guaranteed activity, but with some sort of malicious background to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
uh, I don't mind having like dry periods where I don't get anything as opposed to going somewhere and getting the exact opposite of what I would want. Right. And it also, it makes you appreciate when you do get activity mm-hmm. and you know, you're that much more excited, but you also have to not get too excited because then you're hearing everything. And, you know, <laughs> right, right. And, you know, and the Colonial Cemetery was, it's a beautiful cemetery and I think everyone should go visit. I did finally have to stop going there because there's a lot of traffic, foot traffic, people traffic, tourist traffic, which is perfectly fine, but it's hard to communicate with spirits who don't want to just, they don't want to communicate with everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm just alone or with one other person doing it, this the spirits are more apt to open up. But when you've got 500 people walking through, it, it disrupts all of that. So mm-hmm. I'd have to pick days when I would go where there wasn't anybody, and I'd find like a back corner of the cemetery where people wouldn't walk by. And then, of course, it's always funny. I have my equipment set up, you know, and I've got like the spirit box going and the camera, and I'm 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 like just talking. And then, like, you'll see this nice family from like the Midwest walk mm-hmm. through and see this crazy guy, yeah, yeah. In, like shorts and a cutoff shirt, drinking a beer, talking to to the sky. <laughs> and they'll just look at me, and I'm like. Welcome to Savannah. How you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what you signed up for. Yeah, welcome so, to it. Yeah. So, is there a particular time of day you like going? Time of night is like. Um, night is better, closer to midnight. Unfortunately, most of the cemeteries lock up right early, and the one thing that I'm I don't ever want to do is trespass or break the law to go ghost hunting. Mm-hmm. Because that's a whole other set of problems. Okay. Um, then I'm not going to throw out any names, but there are a couple cemeteries that you can access after hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've done that before. And then the, just the case is, if you're going to do that, be very respectful of the cemetery. Don't, you know, leave trash or spray paint or act stupid, you know. Right. But a lot of them, unfortunately, do close up. So that's when it's... You, you go to find other places. And my, my, my goal now is to find buildings and houses that I can set up in. And you also get better readings because you can actually put all your equipment up in like a, a confined space. It's yeah. more of a controlled environment. And not as many people walking around. Right, right. And plus outside noise. I mean, I've set up everything and then I get a good reading and then all of a sudden, you know, an ambulance drives by. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you, a ghost it, ambulance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could be. <laughs> And you'll see in my videos, like my videos are just raw footage. I, I really haven't edited them down because I, I uploaded them just so I can go back mm-hmm. and watch them again and listen to them. But you'll hear like a cop car flying by or an yeah, ambulance yeah, yeah. or, you know, you'll hear somebody yelling in the background, you mm-hmm. know, hey, take my picture, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, nighttime is the best. That's when they're more active. But yeah, I'm, like I said, I, I told you earlier, I'm trying to get some, uh, interior spaces that'd be awesome especially like if you got like a like a like a tavern or a pub that's Mm -hmm. been around for a a minute Mm -hmm. like obviously they're open pretty late around here but if you could get like you know sunday at 2 30 they're all closed down if you could get in a space like that'd be awesome that would be and there's a there's a a couple i have in mind but i don't really know how to even approach right the owner like yeah um with all your equipment and a beer yeah (laughs) can i man (laughs) Can I spend the night in your bar while you're gone? <laughs> <laughs> I've got this equipment and a couple of buddies. Hard sell. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But there are places, and, and I would like to find some abandoned places, but then again, you, you're walking that line of, I don't want to like break into an abandoned house. Sure. Because I, I just, I don't want to take that route. No, 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 no. But I would like to explore those, you know, because Savannah is full of old buildings and, and things like that. Some of the squares are haunted, and I've, I do want to do some of the squares, but you have to find when no one's in the square. Right. Which. 3 a.m. <laughs> 3 a.m. for like five minutes. Yeah. And there's a couple of other places, some of the old houses, that you can actually do experiments outside because a lot of them don't want you going inside. Right. And, um, you know, there's one in particular that there's a piece of fence around one of the old houses that has such a horrific story just attached to one piece of fence mm-hmm. that I just want to do an experiment or an investigation at that fence because okay. I know what happened. Kid fell off the roof. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, yeah. that's the... Um, um, Mercer House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the, yeah I, I, it's like two names. I can't think, but it's the one from uh, Midnight in the Garden of mm-hmm. Good and Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard the horrible, horrible story about yeah. that. That's a terrible yeah. story. And I went and found the section where they, they had to cut the two pieces out mm-hmm. to get the, the, the kid off. Right, yeah. And like that right there is, that's a night full of, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Plus that house has got so many things going on with it, with all the people that have died there. And, mm-hmm. of course, you know, but... And there's a couple other ones where you could just the Sorrel Weed House. You could just sit in the front yard of the Sorrel Weed House and spend all night talking to stuff. Mm-hmm. So those are things. But once again, you're, in, you're it's downtown, and you've got to find that time when you know right. <laughs> no one's down there. Or, you know, you don't want to be there right when the bars close, and then you've got right. <laughs> yeah. 500 drunk tourists sure, walking sure. by. <laughs> do you? So do you ever night owl it? Like, are you ever out there at three, four in the morning? Not yet, only because. I don't want to go out there by myself at 3 a.m. And Trish is not excited about me going out at 3 a.m., which is totally understandable. Sure. But um, I would love to do that with someone. Now, I've I've asked people before. Well, now I've got someone. But it has to be, and you're perfect, so this doesn't apply to you. But it would have to be someone who actually wants to do it. I don't want to take – I've had people that have gone with me, and they have just like – like this humorous attitude about it. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to take this 100% serious. Right, but right. You know, meet me halfway. Sure, sure. Okay. I know. Let's, yeah. so. And I'm I'm popping jokes, but I like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah, interested. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, if we're getting set up and then, you know, <laughs> like, you know, some ghost hunter shit happens. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like, that's just because I, I think, I think they're, uh, they're sort of, like we talked about the editing and stuff. I just think it's funny. It's easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy to make fun of when it's like, yeah, you know, obviously, like you said, a squirrel or a bird. Mm-hmm. It's a ghost squirrel. It's a ghost bird. Yeah, or you know, a, a staff member slamming a door for you. Oh, what was that? <laughs> right, right. But yeah, it's those those shows succeed in the editing room. So Ex- yeah, but yeah. which to me, when when you have things like that, and I'm not just calling out that one show. There's several, but when you do that, you you're taken away from the people who actually are serious about doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and there are a lot of people on YouTube and, and on, on the TikTok that will make the, the fake ghost videos sure. for, for likes or views or whatever. And but that's, that's just taken away from the people who are putting their time and their money into actually trying to prove something, mm-hmm. you know, paranormal, not, you know, get their Patreon money up. You right. Know? <laughs> sure. Sure. And so it just kind of just take, takes away. I'm definitely interested in 
if we, you know, if you want to like go super late, I'm yeah. down for yeah. it. Like, especially if it's going to be a nice night. Mm-hmm. Um, but this sounds really fun. And I like, I would definitely say, like, again, I'm not, I definitely have a healthy dose of skepticism with it because I think mm-hmm. that's, and as you said, I think that's important because mm-hmm. when you want something to be real, your mind's going to do its best to make it real. I mm-hmm. think that's the, that's kind of the, the issue with people that are like, really into aliens and it's like you're kind of at a you're kind of in a bad spot because you already want it mm-hmm. so you know i think best case the best way to pursue these kind of things is to be looking for the obvious answers as and as opposed to just stacking up a mountain of like maybe plausible evidence but alongside with like clearly mm-hmm. contradictory yeah always try to debunk what you've just found right that's the best thing to do and it's like, I, I like I, I keep a little bit of that skepticism in me just so I don't, you know, just get excited about every little bump and say, oh, that's something, that's right, something, that's right, something. Right. Or every time I hear something through my spirit box, oh, they're talking to me. You know, you've got to get to break it down and say, no, that's you know, that's the weatherman or something. Right. You know? <laughs> like, Dan and Big Boy in the morning. Oh, it's yeah. a ghost. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't know that guy was dead. It's the ghost of it's the ghost of uh, t- morning radio. <laughs> exactly. Well. <laughs> but yeah, but it's good to have a little bit of skepticism and, and have your wits about you and try to think, you know, a little bit scientifically. I mean, you've got to have, you know, a very creative imagination to even go hunt ghosts. But at the same time, you need to keep science in there, too. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. 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 So, so so what are some of the other places you've been to? Like, um, I've been to um, Bonaventure. I've, I actually have done some of the squares. Um they were like very brief. I've done some things around Forsyth Park. Okay. Um, I've done. Um, let's see, uh, Laurel Grove Cemetery. It's mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's like a smaller version of Bonaventure, mm-hmm. and it's so close. Yeah. And it's I think it's a very underappreciated cemetery. It's actually gorgeous out there. That, that's the one right off Anderson, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. That that was where I was going to take you today. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 But um. I'm still down to do that too. Like, yeah, yeah. If I as I don't know, I get freaked out by shit. Oh, well, so good. <laughs> there, well, there may be there. This may be a one-off, but if it's not, I'm definitely interested in doing multiples if I can keep my wits about me. Because well, you know, and you you have the advantage that I like because uh, you have a vehicle. That's true. <laughs> if I'm in the cemetery, I'm on my bicycle, and if I get scared, I can only get away on a bicycle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> can't like tear out of there 50 miles an hour it's more like right yeah, yeah. 10 miles an hour and there's bike. like as there's levels to their consciousness there's levels to their their foot speed yeah right so they, they could probably catch me right but but yeah and um i was thinking if there's another cemetery i've been other than those or like i said some of the squares and but you kind of have to like pick and choose by just gauging how many people you see there and then kind of setting up um i tried to do something we were on uh Tybee one night we drove out there just on a whim in the middle of the night and all I heard was ocean so I was like, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I was like this it's is hard not the to, place to do it that's the hard hard place to cap audio mm-hmm. for and sure I have and Trisha's gonna kill me but I have set up some stuff in some of the rooms in our house just while I was up there cleaning mm-hmm. but didn't find anything right <laughs> <laughs> for for the record, <laughs> I didn't find anything. There you go. So, but yeah, but I'm still, like I said, feeling out just 
want to anywhere I can just set up. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm like out riding or walking, I'll see an abandoned house, and I'm like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> maybe if I just sit in the driveway, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I won't go to jail. But mm-hmm. no. But it, I wonder if like Factors Walk would be a good like late night. Day. So like real mm-hmm. wee hours of the morning, like three four. I wonder if that would be a decent spot. It would be, and it's it's on my list, and it's just another one of those things of finding like that sweet spot where mm-hmm. there is no one there. Right. Because un- unfortunately we do have, you know, a lot of people who sleep on Factors Walk. That's true. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to disturb them in their, you know, their home, so right. to speak. Sure. And, you know, or them disturb us. <laughs> but right. mostly I want to be respectful for them. If that's the only place they have to sleep, they don't want some idiot with some ghost hunting equipment <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> posting up next to their bed. <laughs> right. Hey man, you noticed any strange activity around here? <laughs> like, yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, you, get out. <laughs> but yeah, Factors Walk is good. Um, and any Some of those little places just in that area is good. You just It's just finding yeah that sweet spot. And 3 a.m. is actually good. That's what they call the witching hour. Mm-hmm. And that's when supposedly the height of any kind of paranormal activity is between 3 and 3.30 in the morning. So, which is odd because I'll wake up every morning between 3 and 3.30 in the Uh morning. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll wake up, but I won't even open my eyes. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll see the clock and I'm like, nope, I'm not looking around the house. I'm not getting up for a glass of water. I'm (laughs) going to lay right here. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe once it gets to 4, I'll get up, maybe get some water, but I'm not getting up because... As much as I love this stuff, I don't want to see it in my kitchen. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but fortunately I have cats, so everything's blamed on the cats. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's so freaky when you're just sitting at home by yourself and a cat, you know, comes up to you mm-hmm. and they're like looking at you all lovingly and then they just stare behind you and you're like, fucking what, man? Hey, what are you like, looking at? <laughs> my cat Winston does that all the time. He'll come up, he'll like kind of perch on my lap and then he'll just do. <laughs> and like there's, should be nobody behind me because it's a, like, the end of the couch and the wall mm. it's so creepy you're oh, just like weird. dude no you're just like it's a bug it's probably a bug yeah it's just a bug. <laughs> yeah my, our cat henry will do that he'll just he'll sit like next to me in my, my rocking chair and he'll just stare in the kitchen dude and he'll kind of duck <laughs> dude, I... but then again like i said the old house everything in that house makes noise mm-hmm. on a natural level right, <laughs> so it's right. like okay well so. and and to to my cat's credit a lot of times we won't see something and he'll be super interested in something on the ground and then we'll move something and there's a bug. So mm-hmm. it's like he's got a a wicked sense for that kind of stuff. So it's yeah. easy to just write it off as that and just go about your day. But they can also see things that we can't see Don't on a paranormal that level. Don't tell me <laughs> so that shit, man. That's just, just not to put that in your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's just best to, it's a bug. Yeah, or it's right. Or it's a wrapper of some sort or it's yeah. a bottle cap it's, right <laughs> you know I, it's it's easy when you live in a house that was probably built in the 40s you're like okay no fucking crazy victorian era batshit stuff yeah. happened in this house yeah like, nothing happened bad in america in the 40s and 50s no no it's perfectly fine yeah, then yeah yeah definitely the, those old houses though like when you had like that those yellow fever houses and shit mm-hmm. like that that's when i think shit gets really creepy and it's like the older the house, the more chances are someone has died in it. Right. Well, yeah, and, yeah definitely. You know, or numbers of people who have died in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, our house, like I said, it's about 150 years old. I don't even want to think about the people that, I, the numbers that I don't know. I do know of some numbers of people who have passed in our home, but, mm-hmm. you know, 150 years, 
Right. And you, just like, yeah. they, they died peacefully. They're fine. They're at yeah. rest. <laughs> and that's the thing. And a lot of them, they, you know, if they are stuck there, a lot of them have died peacefully wherever they're at, not just like my house, but they're usually fine. Like there's a, a, a guy that I follow on um, YouTube and he uh, moved into this house with his family and I'm not going to get too in depth with it because uh, it's it's interesting. But his house back in I think the 40s or the 30s was a funeral home. Ooh, okay. So that was everyone's last in that town last resting place before mm-hmm. they. And it's a very small town up in Maine. But he has been like created a relationship with the spirits that have come through. Interesting. And it is absolutely interesting and he has malevolent spirits that pretty much live in his basement and he's yeah it's it's right here it's I'll, I'll give him a shout out it's it's called ghosts of carmel maine okay and it's it's shadow really cool. dude yeah that's, that's guy cool that, that lives on his porch not uh, a malevolent no no, no okay no, 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 i like shadow dude yeah shadow dude's cool i don't like the i don't like the thought of having <laughs> malevolent spirits in my basement but he and his he is like amateur on my level mm-hmm you know, and so you watch his videos and you know that he's not doing this for the money. He doesn't have a Patreon. He doesn't ask for likes. You know, he's just doing it because it's there mm-hmm. and it's genuine. So you get more of a feel that he's, you know, being honest with what he's putting forth, mm-hmm. you know, other than, you know, people on networks or whatever. So, mm-hmm. but, you know. Well, I think that's like if somebody's listening to this and they, they are, let's say, on the hard skeptical side. I think that's what's going to come across about this is like you're not in this for any sort of thing other than your like sort of childhood mm-hmm. wonderment. Yeah. Like you just you're just sort of you have a hobby. It takes patience. It takes dedication, and you just like it. Yeah, and I'm, that's that's something that I always get behind. Is it's always it's always it's a hard sell for me when like people are they're they're I love people who have hobbies. Mm-hmm. I think you got to have a hobby. But when people are doing it to the level of like they're starting it or they're dipping their toe into it for money and that's their starting point, it's like then there's like a level of inauthentic. They're not as authentic as Mm -hmm. when they're just doing it because they enjoy it. And I think that's what really comes across. Yeah. And it, the work is better. There's more to it because I don't, I don't have a Patreon. I don't have anything on my YouTube channel to where I would get any money. I don't Mm -hmm. want, make money off doing it i mean it'd be nice if i could but mm-hmm. that's not my goal I, I want to do it because it's i enjoy it number one it's more of like my project and if someone happens to go across and watch my videos and enjoy it that's just a that's a bonus that's not what i'm doing it for mm-hmm. so and you know mine aren't as exciting as some of these other ones but one day i'll get something exciting <laughs> right, right yeah yeah but and, and if and when that day comes it'll be it'll be amazing but if that day does come, I'm not going to slap a, a price tag on my YouTube sure. channel. It's just going to be, you know. Are there, so are, when you're re- revealing this content, is there is there sort of a middle ground? Because you said, you know, you obviously like will write off the squirrel if it's the squirrel. And then there's some stuff that you're just pretty pretty set on that it's like this, you know, when somebody says Red Cup or they they'd call out the name on their tombstone. Is there like a middle ground where it's something that's kind of in between and you you sort of, you postmark it as such? You're like, this is, I can't really make heads or tails of it. I usually just kind of let it go. Like okay. I don't like, like I know I heard it mm-hmm. 
And if anyone goes back and watches any of the videos or listens to the things, it's more or less like, I mean, I might make a statement like, oh, they just said their name. Mm -hmm. But I would rather the person kind of have a, you know, open mind, listen to it and not know that something's about to happen mm -hmm. or that and see if someone else hears it. Because mm. that's, that's kind of the best test. Because even if you're not trying to hear things, you will hear things that aren't really there. Sure. So, and like with the headstone thing, with that particular thing was great because me and Trish both heard it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there was another experiment I was doing with some of my friends. We were on a bike ride and we decided to do a, a, an investigation. And me and a buddy were, were running the spirit box and the spirit box called out one of our other buddies' nickname, and we looked up, and here he comes walking. Interesting. And it's not and like he, he wasn't a part of the group no, initially. No. Oh, okay. He had seen us from a distance, and he wanted to walk up, but before he got to us, it, it called out his nickname. And it's not like his nickname was like Joe or something easy. It's just a very specific nickname. Mm -hmm. And the spirit box called it out. And, we're and like, none of y'all had said it. Mm -mm. Interesting. And we looked at each other, then here he comes, and we're like, dude, you got to get over here. And unfortunately, that was one of those where I didn't like record anything of course of course, <laughs> of course. right yeah <clears throat> so but me and uh, my buddy that is really into it we were like oh gosh this is that is so cool and it said a few other things but unfortunately we had people around us that really weren't into it and they were kind of interacting but it was it was throwing like the balance off sure but you know there was just little snippets but because both of us heard it i could put that down as okay this was authentic because mm -hmm. someone else heard it right when I heard it. And I think the payoff of that is it's like the downside is you didn't capture it for being able to share it, but it's it's one of those things that keeps you going with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So that's the that's the upside. Yeah. I mean stuff like that. Um we were another bike ride we were at um one of the cemeteries and one of my spirit boxes we were using and just like that it stopped working. Hmm. And I was like well, that's that's odd. I put fresh batteries in it. I mean, it just flat out stopped. Like the, it's got like a readout, and it just like got all crazy, and it just started making noise. And so I take the batteries out, and I said, "Well, maybe the batteries are dead." I borrowed some batteries from a friend of mine, put them in there. He said, "These are brand new." I put them in there, turn it on, dead. Nothing. It just weird. So I took it home, and I waited a few days, put some more batteries in it, started working like that. Hmm. And there's not much technology in a spirit box <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean it is literally a radio transmitter right that is it yeah. that is all the science mm -hmm. i mean so you know for it to do that we were just like okay something something is is through with us right here bothering mm -hmm. them it's time to and it, it let us know mm -hmm. and i've seen that happen on with other people where their equipment will just or their batteries are completely drain out and it's just like, you know, it's time time to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very clearly doesn't want to be spoken to. Yeah. Pardon me for a second. Mm -hmm. So it's I think it's just such an interesting this is definitely a you hobby. Like I it, I wasn't <laughs> surprising when yeah. you told me that like you were because we, we went the other day, we got coffee and you're like, I started ghost hunting. And I was like, Yeah. Like it, it was like it <laughs> Of was course like, you did. <laughs> it was like uh, you know, somebody like you know, it just wasn't surprising, but it's so funny to me because it's, it's, I think it's a cool hobby. Mm -hmm. I think you're doing an appropriate thing, which is stimulating your mind and getting yourself out of the house. It's mm -hmm. a socially distanced activity, which is recommended in these times. Mm -hmm. It's just not one that 
I feel like most people would think because, you know, the, I think the majority of people have been, oh, yeah, I bought a bike and I'm riding around or like I'm playing golf now. And but you ghost hunting is just very <laughs> you. And I, I love that. I mean, I've, I've never had the free time to do it. And, and it's also one of those things where when I decided I want to start doing it, um, the biggest thing was uh, approaching my wife, Trish, and, right. and actually having to let's reveal the, to let's her. He, let's hear this sell. I'm interested <laughs> to hear this sell. She was, she was actually pretty cool with it. Um, but yeah, it was just like, okay, um, how am I going to tell my wife I want to ghost hunt? <laughs> 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 Honey, we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not divorce. It's worse. <laughs> yeah, this is worse. I'm going to go out in a cemetery and talk to dead people. <laughs> Want to come with me, honey? Yeah, right. <laughs> she did it once. That's that's impressive. She that's and impressive. she thinks it's really cool. And and it was you know, it was good to get out. And you know, she's like, yeah, she's like, you're you're not around living people, so you don't have to worry about catching like the the COVID and all that stuff. Fingers crossed. Next yeah, week, oh, yeah. It'll, next week it'll come out. Yeah, I'll like, get like yellow fever from like the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> ghosts carrying viruses. Should you mask up? Like, come on, ghosts. Yeah, come on. But no, nah, she was just like, okay. You know, but she's known me long enough. She knows how weird I am, anyway. Yeah, sure. So she was just kind of like, "Okay, it's just a relief. Okay, you're not you're not chasing UFOs, are you? Like, eh, not this week. Yeah, right. Yeah, yo. Yeah, Once well, I get the Patreon, I'm yeah. <laughs> Once, well, yeah. Come on, that's some serious cash flow. Come on, come on, and then Bigfoot. But we yeah. gotta go. We gotta move to Canada. Bigfoot's now. a commitment. That's and that's a hard sell because that's like you got a fucking camp. Yeah, like you get to go back to your house after ghost hunting, which is nice. So, you know, like those Bigfoot people, they are. They are in it for the cause. Yeah. And in he is deep. like hide-and-seek champion. Hawk man. Forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just always out of focus. Always. And, or like Mitch Hedberg said, maybe Bigfoot is blurry. Yeah. And to me, that's even scarier. <laughs> There's a big blurry monster running around the countryside. <laughs> that's so funny. Thank you, Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> I th- God. Well, such a fantastic... He's... I mean, he... Not to go off on too much no, of a tangent, fine. but I love, <laughs> I I love that whole... Uh, those one-liners to be able to string just a whole comedy album together of just one-liners that's serious dedication it is he is still one of my favorite comedians yeah. of all time so. yeah I, the, the, constantly I'll have it, that's the cool thing about his jokes is they're like catchy tunes mm-hmm. like they'll just pop in my head every once in a while like I love the um, the uh, if you if you're flammable and have legs you're never blocking a fire <laughs> yes. exit that's one of my favorites uh, or being a race car passenger yeah. Hey, man, you sure do like Todd. <laughs> Can I turn on the radio? Right. I love the, uh, I'd kick ass at middle school sports now. Yeah. Um, the uh, escalators can only ever temporarily be stairs. Sorry for the convenience. Yeah. <laughs> and who, who comes up with right, that? Dude, and just... then when you hear it, you're like, of course. Yeah. Like, well. Those are the kind of artists that always inspire me or the ones that like, on a base level, when people react to it, they're like, oh, a kid could have drawn that or a kid could have come up with that. And it's like, but they didn't, and that's fucking right. genius. It's just that they style beat it, of they beat humor. They beat us to it. Yeah. And that's the coolest thing about it is, like, it's every man's comedy. Yeah, it's but just it, like a flat, like, almost just, I don't know. It's dry, very dry yeah. humor, and it, but it's witty. Yep. And I think a lot of people don't get witty humor yeah yeah it's like it's like word jazz almost mm-hmm. i think he did an entire album where there was like jazz in the background mm-hmm. kind of stuff it yeah was, that was a fun album i oh i forgot my favorite mitch Hedberg joke of all time and i, I won't butcher it because, but as a musician this is my favorite joke ever written and it was like i was in a band 
and people either loved us or hated us or they thought we were okay. <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> That's when he was he was like uh he goes we were a death metal band but we we weren't that intense. We were called injured, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said we changed our name to Acapello as we were leaving the pawn shop. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but it's just that witty humor and a lot of people don't get it. There's the people who don't get his humor are the kind of people that don't get the movie Airplane. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. But those yeah. people in the same group. Sure. And I don't associate with them. Right. And they don't believe in ghost hunting and no, write them off. Yeah. So yeah. enjoy your humor, humorless existence. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think there's, there's something to that with comedy is like, I definitely try. I love comedy. I'm a huge comedy fan. Mm-hmm. Like grew up like comedy central hit the air, uh, when I was like in middle school. So mm-hmm. sick days, it was just comedy and it was like premium blend. And oh, yeah. you know, they would run, uh, what was it? What's his name? Um, Dane Cook special, like constantly. <laughs> that, but uh, as a comedy fan, there's like there's you have to let people try to express it. And I think like you know you always get the people that are like, well, Austin Powers isn't funny. It's just stupid. It's like yeah, it's like not. It's not supposed to be the most highbrow. <laughs> it's not Shakespeare. Like, yeah, it's not. Spo- <laughs> it's not thinky comedy. No. You know, but everything has its place. Yeah, I think. And to pivot back into ghost hunting, yeah. ghost hunting has its place. <laughs> it has its place. And it's not it's, for everybody. And right. I honestly would not recommend everybody to do it. I mean, no, it like, would be weird if every single person was super into it. Yeah, because well, then you wouldn't get anything. Everyone's right. out there doing it, and yeah. it'd be like Pokemon Go, but on a really morbid level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, you getting anything? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do the hanging tree. I don't yeah, want to, but I don't want to, but I'll go over there <laughs> just for the content, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's not because it is. It is 90% waiting around. Yeah. The good part is, especially when I started in the summer, is you're outside. Yeah. If you're in a cemetery, it's beautiful. And there's technically no one around. <laughs> you so, know? so you're catching stuff in the day. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's just finding an isolated area. And you can catch something during the day. Ghosts, spirits are around all the time. Okay. They're so just, they're not no- nocturnal. They're more active at at night because no one is around. Okay. So, but you, yeah, I've captured plenty of things in the daytime. Okay. And, you know, now I've never, that I know of, I've never caught like something moving on its own. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, I've never caught a figure or shadow figure or, or anything on film, as far as I know. So it's only been just through the communication, through the voices and the chills mm-hmm. and the, you know, the little stick figure SLS videos and the ghost boxes and, you know, but I've never seen anything, which is more normal than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, if you see something, that is like very rare. Mm-hmm. So, and but it does happen. It's just I haven't been lucky or unlucky enough because mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know how I'm going to react the first time I see a spirit. Yeah, because. You think you know you 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 beef yourself up and you know as a spectator people go oh why, why are you scared I thought you don't know and I've I've seen these videos of ghost hunters when they the first time they see an actual spirit and they're like you have no idea what's going through your mind when you're that close to something that you don't know what it is or what it can do your first reaction is to run yeah <laughs> even if that's the thing that you were hunting right your first reaction is to run away 
Right. Well, it's an. There's no time to think. You're yeah. operating on instincts at that mm-hmm. point, and that's you know. Which is why you're not getting a clear shot of them. It's like why don't you stop and ask them questions? <laughs> because my instinct kicked in. Yeah. And it said you need to run and don't worry about taking photographs. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't <laughs> over know. the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Or ask it questions. You know, you're not Larry yeah. King. Okay. Yeah. Let it. You know. God, Larry King ghost hunting. What? Uh, maybe That's we can find Larry King. I think he's dead. Yeah, he just died recently. Yeah. yeah. So now he's a ghost. Now we go hunt him. We'll go find him and sit down with him for hours on end. <laughs> yeah. That's see. That's the that's the drawback is you go try to find Larry King's ghost and then you couldn't get him to shut up. Exactly. <laughs> Not to disrespect the dude. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> if you're looking for content, go hunt Larry King's yeah. ghost. You you spend all night with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be asking you questions. Yeah. You're like, oh, come on, Larry. I got I got to go, man. It's <laughs> Okay, ghosts exist. I get it. Can yeah. I go? Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. But and that would be interesting to find like a, a famous ghost. Like because mm-hmm. of where we live, you know, the only like famous a, people. A famous person while they were alive or a famous person because a, they're dead. A famous who was famous in, in, in life oh, okay. and then they're yeah. Like, okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. But you know, all of our famous people that are dead in Savannah have been dead for ever so mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and they're probably not hanging around. Like I'm not bumping into Johnny Mercer's ghost or Right, right. You know, Lady Chablis ghost. That'd mm-hmm. be entertaining if I bumped into both of their ghosts at once. Yeah. So you got to go to uh, <laughs> Club One after hours. That's where you'd find them. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where they'd be. Yeah. But, that, or I mean, you'd catch them there. That would be a nightly stop. I feel like. Yeah, you catch them there just for yeah. a second. Yeah. But Johnny Mercer, we might have to go to like, like Abe's or something. I don't know where he would hang out. He yeah. Was mainly, what? I think he was like a Wilmington Island guy. Oh well, of course. I think so. We have to go out there. Yeah. See if we can see him. If you know, I feel like if like I lived in Los Angeles or Seattle, there'd be a lot more cooler famous ghosts. Mm-hmm. But you know, <laughs> yeah, they'd be all pretentious and they'd be they like, would be yeah. stuck up. I'd yeah. be you know, like come on, man. yeah. So, so um, as a ghost enthusiast, there's obviously like a lot of ghost fiction kind of stuff out there, horror movies mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. shows. And stuff. is there anything that you? you respond to that you like or there's some shows that you you're not quite as like so for example like did you ever watch the paranormal activities i did not watch those movies okay um not because of that um i'm not a fan of found footage type Mm -hmm. movies um nothing against them um i saw the blair witch project when it came out and that was kind of the extent of it i was like okay this is a really cool concept but it's it just it didn't like appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, I grew up on to this day. The Exorcist is still one of the scariest movies mm-hmm. I've ever seen, even now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original Omen to me is v- so scary, and not because it's got ghosts, but it's it's things like like and also with the Exorcist, those are things that's scary, like demon possession and yeah. things like that. Things that you know you can't physically hunt or put your hands on it that to me is scary mm-hmm. but um i honestly um haven't gotten into newer like i guess real horror movies like i like to watch the b grade and c grade horror movies okay um <laughs> you know and uh but like the paranormal activities and the i think the conjuring series mm-hmm. which i think that's kind of loosely based on on something that happened in real life i might be wrong mm-hmm. but and i think it's just partially of me just not sitting down to watch them but unfortunately a lot of those movies have the same tropes 
like uh, the jump scares yeah. and the and and honestly, I don't I don't really like the the technology. I don't want to watch a horror movie with like CGI stuff. Mm-hmm. I would much rather just either it's something be in the shadows or it be a real effect. Like uh, somebody was, uh, I was watching something about the uh, remake of the thing in the late seventies mm-hmm. and they use practical effects mm-hmm. and then they remade it, I guess a few years back and they use CGI mm-hmm. and the CGI effects just looked, they look terrible and they look dated, mm-hmm. but the practical effects actually still stand up. Right. And like, you know, CGI, I think it, it, it should be like a helpful tool, but it's it's become a crutch and it's yeah, about every definitely. movie. And I'm not yeah. knocking you know movies but you know, a lot of them is just a, C, a CGI, you know, scary monster. It's just mm-hmm. that's I, I know it's not real. I th- and I think something along that is like the movie's always scarier when you don't see the monster. That to me is the like, scariest. That's why Jaws was so freaky. I mean mm-hmm. you saw the the shark for a little bit in the middle and then towards the end and stuff, but then so Sam and I, we were watching this movie. I think it was called The Forest or something. It was really interesting. It's about these these British guys who go to this spot in Sweden that like one of their their friends wanted to go backpacking and he he ended up dying. So they, they d- took the trip for him. Mm-hmm. They get really lost and they're in this like really isolated part of Sweden. And it's like clear that something is like hunting them. And it's like, it was a really well done movie up until about like three quarters of the way. And then they showed the monster mm-hmm. and it was just this like stupid looking deer thing with like, like hand face. And it was, <laughs> it was like, it was so much freakier before you saw that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of, again, like you said, like CGI, it kind of killed it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if a practical effect would have solved it, but I, th- I think not seeing the monster mm-hmm. ever would have really solved it. That would have been the best. And, yeah. and, Whatever the effect, practical or, or CGI, if the monster, the the less detail in the monster, mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to have like you know fifty claws coming out of his face right, and right. antennas and a tail and you know they try to like put all the elements into one thing. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth is a great example. That is a scary movie, and that was pretty much what birthed the slasher films. Mm-hmm. Number one, you don't see the killer till the end. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, if anybody hasn't seen the original Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. but it's it's Mrs. Voorhees. It's a middle-aged woman right? who's doing all the killing. There's nothing spectacular about her. But you see, only you'd only find that out at the very end. Mm-hmm. And to me, uh, just a regular middle-aged woman killing people, to me, is scarier than some made-up monster with, you know, monster effects and whatnot. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? There's a couple of good uh, ghost series on Netflix. I don't know if you've checked them, but there's Haunting of Hill House. I've heard of it. I would like to check it's it really out. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam and I watched it. And then Haunting of Bly Manor. And I think it was sort of under the same mm-hmm. production team because there's a lot of similarities. Um, but they were really well done. They were very good. And it it kind of goes into some of the stuff we were talking about with Ghost, which is cool. Like they experience time differently. They have like different sort of like like consciousness levels and physical characteristics. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, that was one where they did show the monster and they actually, not without spoiling too much, they go into the monster. It wasn't a monster, but a, you know, the scary ghost. Mm-hmm. They go into the scary ghost backstory, but it's still really compelling. Like, so if you get a chance, like those two, I would definitely recommend. I will. I watched uh, Red Letter Media did a review of one of those without the spoilers and it sounded very interesting. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you've ever heard of those guys, they're they're movie snobs. They're, yeah. They're, <laughs> so, but yeah, 
but it, you know, the less you see to me is, is better. Yeah. And I think there's something to what you're talking about. Like jump scares don't, they get me for a second, but that's not what sticks with me. Mm-mm. It's the freaky shit. That's mm-hmm. always the scare is the stuff that like after the movie, when you're thinking back on it and you're like, Oh, that's, that's weird. You know, yeah. that's the shit that really scares you. So, and they're just so played out. Every movie has to have a jump scare. Yeah. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, it's gotten to the point where now I, I'm, usually fairly confident at the fake out jump scare like i know like just based on the time mm-hmm. that like the duration into the movie that i am like i'm like okay they're probably they're gonna build this up it's gonna be nothing and then they'll either be a jump scare right after that or they're gonna do a second fake you know it's just like mm-hmm. even the the misdirections for the tropes have become tropes yeah so and it's like oh, okay this jump scare is going to be the boyfriend or it's going to be a cat or yeah. it's going to be the nosy neighbor or and it's hard something. to hang your hat on that after yeah. the after the film because i'm not thinking oh that that part when it was it was the music was swelling and then it ended up being a squirrel or a penguin or whatever it's <laughs> yeah. like that's not what i hang my hat on it was like Uh-oh. how freaky was the concept yeah. for the most part that's what really scared me mm-hmm. i mean i think um and i think it's in the uncut version of the exorcist when uh, the little girl Reagan, her character is doing that weird crab walk down the yeah, steps. Yeah. That to me is one of the scariest things in cinema. Yeah. Cause it's it just, I don't know what it is, but that stuck out to me in that movie more than her head rotating and all that other stuff. But just that, mm-hmm. you know, and there are other little scenes in the early part of that movie where she was still looking normal and starting to have the possession where the way she was acting, it was just, it was creepy. Cause mm-hmm. it was like, that's, the human element is there and that could be anybody that's just yeah. really creepy stuff. Yeah. I'll take a creepy non-talking child doing weird shit over mm-hmm. like a, you know, a jump scare any day. Yeah. Like yeah. the, the scariest thing is always like, um, like another scary moment. So there's this movie, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. He was in a scary movie hmm. and it wasn't very good. It was, what was it? The lady in black or something. Hmm. And he he goes out to this house because he's settling this account, and but there were some legitimately scary parts of the movie that they could have like really emphasized. Of course, they jump scared it all to hell. But there's a part where you know he's reading something, and there's a long dark hallway behind him, mm-hmm. and you see the fig, you just see the figure's face, kind of moving, and that's a freaky thing because mm-hmm. like you're not zoomed in on it, you're not like, it's the camera isn't telling you what's going on. All your brain knows is there's a white floating thing moving across the screen and it looks like a face Mm -hmm. and you can't like, that's scary. Yeah. That's, I mean, to to this day I get freaked out when I think about that, that thing. But when they, they, they jump scared me with the bird coming out of the chimney. It's like, I don't hang my hat on like, you know, that, that didn't scare me. It's the things that they don't. And, and that's another thing when, when the movie has to force feed things to you. And that's a perfect example of not Mm -hmm. just like you've got a scene and then just, You've got the the the, 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 the ghost face kind of in the background, but it's not like pointing arrows at it. Like, right. look at this, look at this. Yeah, there's like it's like the keys of it are like you know fear of the unknown. Fear like another big kind of in that situation is like the protagonist who you're sort of empathizing with is an imminent danger, and you can't warn yourself. Mm-hmm. You know that you can't cross that barrier. So that adds to the the tension. Did you ever see the, the strangers? It, no, it had uh, Liv Tyler in it, and I remember it. it. I don't think I've seen it. The it, it basic concept is they're in this like really remote area, and these people just show up to kill them. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's a pretty 
freaky premise because mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things there's no rhyme or reason to it they just wanted to kill these people and like there's a scene same sort of thing Liv Tyler's in the in the uh, kitchen and it's a long shot to the front door and she's just smoking or whatever she's in the house by herself and you just see like a mask because oh, wow. it's kind of dark you just see a white mask like kind of come in and hmm. he's kind of like doing this <laughs> shit and it's scary because you know this person has access to the house she doesn't know it and you can't warn her yeah and that's the kind of stuff that freaks me out to this day and that's what so, real horror is to me right yeah that and another thing and i love rob zombie to death and i think uh some of his his original movies i think are absolutely amazing the thing when he redid halloween I didn't understand why he had to give Michael Myers such a drawn out backstory. Mm-hmm. Like when your villain has little to no backstory, that makes them more scary. Right. I mean, I know there was a little bit of, there was like what five minutes of backstory in the original Halloween and you still don't know why Michael Myers did what he did. Right. But, but that was it. But like Rob Zombie had to flesh out an entire, like, Almost like he wants you to have empathy for Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting choice. Yeah. And I didn't want him humanized that much. He was just, he was what he was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in newer movies, they, they they just feel like they have to, like, so much backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not scary. Someone who just kills for no reason, and you don't know anything about that person, that is scary. Right. Because no one is safe. Mm-hmm. Not one person. Uh, we, we just watched... Um, the documentary on Netflix about uh, the Night Stalker. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah, but he there was no rhyme or reason no. for the people he killed, and, nope. and he didn't even kill all of them. He did you know horrible things with with, with kids. I don't want right. to talk about it, but there was no rhyme or reason to it. It was just because it was available, and he he took the opportunity. And that that is a scary scary person. Yeah, uh, in the early two thousands with the the Baltimore snipers, remember them? Yeah, DC snipers. Yeah, yeah the DC yeah. snipers. Yeah, they were. There was no rhyme or reason. No, they were just shooting people at gas stations. They were threatening to shoot people at schools. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was and just whoever. And I lived probably about four hours away from there then, and so the community was like, it was scary. Mm-hmm. It was like, I'm not that far from like literally a sniper serial killer. It could be you. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, when you just do something for no reason, and you know, which is why it was so hard to catch uh, Ramirez because yeah. He, he didn't follow any of the tropes. He right. didn't. He, he hadn't watched enough horror movies, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but. And he, you know, it's a case like that. You realize, like, how much not necessarily the Richard Ramirez, because but the DC snipers is like how much like misinformation can lead to the longevity of somebody being at large. Because the big thing, I don't know if you remember this, but around them was that they were using a white van. Mm-hmm. So every everything was always, oh, there was a white van here, white van there, and that's what they all, and they were using like an old Crown Vic or something. Yeah. Had nothing to do with a van, but uh, Sam and I watched a, another serial killer documentary on Netflix, <laughs> and it was about, the, it was called like the, the, it was in England, the Hampton Ripper. The so- <sighs> Oh, we haven't watched it yet, but yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's, but it's it's Northern England. It's mm-hmm. it's it's you know the guy was kind of doing like a Jack the Ripper thing, mm-hmm. and they based a lot of their investigation off of this like supposed tape where mm-hmm. the guy had a specific accent, so they were narrowing it down to this region, and they were throwing out suspects if they didn't have that accent. And it turns out like one of the cops that was in the the uh, documentary had interviewed the guy. Oh wow! Like during in the middle of the killings, but beca- because he didn't have that kind of accent, his like superior made him throw. Like he's like, we don't want to look at that guy. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, that's the kind of shit that scares me is the like, yeah. the incompetency mm -hmm. of like, because there's human decisions, human level be decisions being made at every, every step of the way that could be the reason why somebody goes free another couple of days and kills again. Yeah. That's we, scary. we actually just watched an episode of uh, forensic files Nice. and uh, there was a, they were trying to find a, a, a guy who, at this point, he'd killed enough people where they were calling him a serial killer. Mm -hmm. Well, they were going, the, the people they were questioning, they were going on statistics. And statistically, and I forgot the exact number, but serial killers are more likely to be white males. Right. Female serial killers are very rare, and male serial killers of any other race other than white is extremely rare. Mm -hmm. Just Statistics, right? So, naturally, they were questioning, you know, all white males of a certain age group, and the killings kept happening. Well, because they were just going by their statistics. Turns out it was, it was an African American male, mm -hmm. which is rare, mm -hmm. but it still happens, right? And it was by sheer luck that they caught the guy. Yeah, but those are always the scariest ones mm -hmm. when it's just like like purely like the cop pulled him over because the taillight was out or whatever yeah, stuff like know? that and That's i forgot like, what the situation was but it was something just completely yeah out of left field but had they keep going by what they thought was scientifically correct they may have never caught him no nah. yeah because they the numbers say well he's chances are he's a white male between x age and x age well not always yeah you know i mean ramirez was he was hispanic so he mm -hmm. didn't even fit the the stereotype right so. yeah 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 but you know wow so speaking of ghost honey <laughs> that would be scary serial killer ghost that's a lethal combination yeah because i would feel that that would be a very malevolent spirit that would be very angry mm -hmm. because they're a lot of uh, the spirits are they're they're trapped where they're at like that's why they don't leave or go to the next plane or whatever you know they're they're stuck there they're this, you know, in a house or attached to a person, uh, toys. They do attach themselves to dolls. Mm. Oh, I've seen enough. For, oh no! Uh, yeah, <laughs> that that is a that is a, a bee's nest. I do not want to jump into, <laughs> but they do that. I've seen some videos of that, um, and that's creepy. In fact, there's some guys, people on on some of these videos. They will actually go and buy haunted dolls, like off eBay, and some of them will go on the dark web. To buy like haunted boxes, which I don't, I don't know how to get the dark web, and I will never know how to get at the dark web. Yeah, I have no interest, no, whatsoever, nope. in going into something that is called the dark web. Yeah, yeah. But they will, they will intentionally buy uh, like a doll that is haunted, and you know, a lot of times it really is, and they'll have like the yeah, nope. <laughs> it's just it's creepy. Anything like with dolls and. There's a phenomenon called the black-eyed kids. I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm. They're children between like the ages of like five and like 15, 16, 17. And their their eyes are completely black. And they're usually dressed in just like very dated clothing. And they'll they'll come and knock on your door and want to borrow want to use the phone. And the thing is you don't let them in. They're they're malevolent spirits. They're not really children. But they are disguised as children because you know you see a kid you know out in the rain and you're like you know they're a kid they need help and they once they come in the house they'll stay for a while and they'll leave and then they've left like think bad things will happen usually happen to that person or that person's family or something like they leave a 
a curse for lack of a better word. I don't like that. No, it, I don't like that, any part of that. <laughs> that. That creeps me out. And I watched a video of a guy who intentionally tried to attract black eyed children to his house. Why? And so, and, and this, this is probably this, one of the creepiest videos I've, I've seen, but he had set his laptop up in, in, in the front window of his house with the camera facing his front porch. And he lived like out in the sticks somewhere. And he had found some frequency that he thought attracted him. So he set up and he filmed all night for like three or four nights in a row. And then one night, all of a sudden, this girl just walks up and stands at his front door. And she looks probably like to be like 15, 16, 17 years old. And she just stands there and just stares. I don't like that. For like an hour. I don't like that at all. And then walks away. I'm like, no. No, I'm, I'm no. And first of all, why? Why do why? you want? Why do you want to attract something? That's so much scarier than any of the like isn't monster that, movie. Isn't things. that scary? That's so creepy. That's what I'm saying. Is like a a kid doing something out of the ordinary mm-hmm. and like not talking. That's way scarier than almost anything. Yes. Dude. Yes. <sighs> Very. Which I think that's what made like the Omen so scary. Mm. Of course, to me, the scariest part of that movie was when the the babysitter or the nanny hung herself at the birthday party. Mm-hmm, yeah. That that was it. Yeah. Like, oh, it's all for you, Damien. And it's like, right there. I'm like, Dude. oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for coming yeah, in. Yeah. It was a wild time. I'm... I'm I'm definitely going to I'm going to treat it like a cold pool. I'm just going to dive into it. I'm not going to watch anything cuz I'm going to freak myself out. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll go. Hopefully we'll just hopefully it'll just be good vibes with some of these ghosties and then we'll yeah. come back we'll do a recap episode. Perfect. Um got some stuff on the horizon. We'll be you and me will be talking more mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. yeah. And um if people want to follow you, where can they where can they find you? My YouTube channel is, um, it's all one word, all lowercase. It's The Humphrey, which is my last name. Okay. And basically, my ghost hunting videos, it's just raw footage with the sound. I mean, I don't, I don't I haven't done any fancy editing, but it's very interesting. And if you, if you watch my videos, you know, like I said, it's nothing exciting. But, you know, listen, if you hear something, post in the comments on the videos and, you know. But it's it's definitely all real because you you can look at the production value. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's fun, and I, and I'm getting better editing equipment and better stuff, so I'm gonna actually make some more put together videos, and you know, maybe uh, me and me and Brennan's uh, adventure will make the cut. Dude, I'm so excited! <laughs> Thanks again for coming in, man. Yeah, thank you.